Hey there, welcome to Mystical Sisterhood. This is your host, Maureen Spielman. I started this show to highlight the intuitives, healers, and other courageous women that I've met along my journey and continue to meet. Through amazing interviews, I seek to ask insightful questions to uncover ways in which you, the listener, can apply the wisdom and knowledge to your own life. I believe that we're all in this together, so sharing healing and joy and bringing community together is both my passion and purpose. If you'd like to learn more about the Mystical Sisterhood community I'm building, please visit www.mysticalsisterhood.com. See you in the episode. Welcome back to Mystical Sisterhood. I'm your host, Maureen Spielman, and As you get to know me, you know that I'm all about healing and joy and community. And a big part of my journey when I went through my health journey was turning towards what I consider complementary thoughts, ideas, alternative, Mm -hmm. however you want to name it. And um, that was a big part of my healing. And so a lot of my guests fall under this column. And um, I always say too, like, I love to interview intuitives, healers, and other courageous women. So my guest today, Lisa Hagenbuck is all of the above. And I'm so happy to have her today. We're going to be talking about astrology. And um, as you get to know me during this podcast too, I'm going to be asking a lot of questions about astrology 101. But um, that being said, I want to welcome Lisa into the space. She's been a professional astrologer since 1998. She's also trained in family constellation work, which I hope that we get to even just a little bit today. Yeah, And she's, I'm sure you've had so many certifications, Lisa, but also trained in the work of Dr. Shafali. And so I think that that's such an interesting um, overlap that we have. And mm-hmm. when I was thinking about the tie-in to the work you do, it makes perfect sense because I have a feeling a lot of your work is around family lineages and ancestral work. And so I'm just going to welcome you into this space. And, you know, if you want to begin wherever you want to begin, but possibly with how the heck did you get into this work? And when did you know it was your call? Yes, yes. And first of all, thank you for this wonderful opportunity. I'm so excited to have a sacred conversation with you and and it's so wonderful to have met you yeah. um, through your mystical, our mystical sisterhood with Valerie yes, Wood. Yeah, I love it. So, yeah. And, you know, I, well, just my background, I'm from Michigan, a very small town. I, growing up, I had no hobbies. I didn't really know myself. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I had a successful sales career and that was great. Um, but then one day I a friend she said you have to come to my astrologer she's the most amazing woman and I'd always been interested in astrology and I thought okay well this sounds interesting and I sat down in front of her I went into her weird little office and I with in left blown away and knew from that moment that that was what I wanted to be when I grew up wow (laughs) even though I was you know well into my 20 late 20s by that point I just it hit me I knew that it was what I wanted to do. And I just dove in to, I call it a rabbit hole because it's the most complex subject that I've ever come across. I'll never get bored because there's so many things to know just within the system of astrology that I do. And then there are other forms of astrology and 
it's opened my world to so many other intuitive modalities too, that I just, it's really been such the biggest part of my spiritual journey. And Mm -hmm. so I'm so fortunate to have found it, but I think we do find these things when we're meant to, you know, so I was just very fortunate to have like said yes and leaned into it. Wow. You were quite young when you found it. That's amazing. And, uh, I love that story because it sounds like you were just going about life and someone invited you to something. And I think that's really special because sometimes that invitation is just there waiting for us and, and the, the universe orchestrates the invitation. And then you have that choice. Do I say yes? Or is it a no for me? And on that day, it was a, it was a portal into just something so big and new for you. Yeah, it was. It's it's unfolded in so many wonderful ways um, that it, it's it's like a little spider web that keeps branching out and 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 it was the I to me it's the most insightful tool to understand who you are because through the birth chart, which is like based on the exact moment of your birth and time and space, everyone and everything and all your relationships not only to people, but to the different areas of your life are contained in the birth chart, your relationship to work, to health, to your Mm -hmm. children, um, just, just everyone and everything. And so it's, it, 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 to me, it like, it holds up a mirror to you to investigate, to understand yourself better and know what your strengths are, know what your challenges are, it's a great tool to shift what isn't working in your life. And having found that first, I'm so glad I found it before I became a parent because it has given me so much compassion for other people because okay. you see how different everyone is and they're all had their own blueprint that they came in with. And it doesn't have to be just like yours. And I love, yes, that's such a, such a good point. And it's such a good place to start because that's what I was going to say when you first, you know, started talking about how it came into your life. And then you said it's, it's complex. It is. And I love mm-hmm. hearing that from you because that's how I found it to be at the outset. Mm-hmm. And so this conversation today is absolutely for our listeners. And it's so much for me too, because I am like so interested in learning, like, what is this? So I think you just started to describe, well, at that time of your birth, the place of your birth. Um, can you say more about that? Like yes. what, it, what, it, what, what intervenes on those planes or how to think about that just as a starting place? Yeah. And so, so I do tropical astrology. And so the birth moment to me, it's the time when the cord is cut. And so like when the child is breathing on their own. And wow. so um, so your birth chart is, is based on your date of birth, your city of birth, and your exact moment of birth. So it's as if within the zodiac that we use, it, it's like somebody took a picture of where the planets were going through the specific constellations at that moment and froze it on a sheet of paper. And so it never changes your whole life, but then it's in constant communication with where the energies are moving and they all move at different speeds. Okay. So they kick off different areas of your life. So most people know that their sun sign, but you also have a moon sign. You have a personality sign. 
there's a way that the planet of communication is described in your chart, the planet of love, uh, Venus. So each of, so think about it this way, is the planets represent the urges that we have to do things. Like the moon is our urge to nurture and support. Mercury is our urge to communicate. And then whatever constellation they were going through it's like they're adjectives to describe how 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 you do that how do you do nurturing okay you know if my moon is in Aries so (laughs) I do I nurture from the standpoint of like through the lens of I I want to be the one nurturing Mm -hmm. and (laughs) (laughs) and and I relate it through you know the, the through the lens of of this relationship, but I, it's always kind of a, through the lens of how it relates to me, but then how I nurture others. So in astrology, there's also the, 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 um, polarities we bring in. So if, um, but I respond, it's also your emotional nature. So I respond the quickest, Mm -hmm. you know, if you have a moon in Pisces, you're going to want to merge with everything and you might be highly intuitive, highly creative. So it's that adjective that kind of describes the planet urge. Okay. To do something. And then the houses are the life areas. So there's uh, a house for work. There's a house for career um, that um, and purpose. There's a house for health. There's a house for your money. Um, mm-hmm. There's a communication house. So the beauty of coming to somebody like me as an astrologer is we, we take all of these energies in how they're interacting with each other at the time. And we try to put that into English for (laughs) for the person who's just learning about it. So just, so you can learn about your personality traits and then you can also, I give significant dates and timeframes for the near future, just of the energies that you're going to be encountering. Um, But I like to think of these as it's a two-way street. So I believe that they inform and they compel us, but it's not like everything is faded in a certain way. Okay. Yeah. Because it it made me think of the question. Thanks for laying that all out in that form. And so it seems like it would be a lot when people first receive the information a lot mm-hmm. of ahas, like, oh, it makes mm-hmm. sense. Like that, that I, or I totally, um, do you get both reactions? Do you get most reactions of like, oh my gosh, that makes perfect sense. And, oh, this one, I'm not so sure about. I do. I mm-hmm. get both of those because at the time, um, the, so the, the astrologer that has, has had the most influence in my life and she wasn't teaching at the time. So she told me to go find, I found a, a course that continuing ed. And this woman was very much into, I did, I learned consciousness studies along with astrological studies. So, uh, so I do get both. And I think that's based on how the consciousness of the individual is Mm -hmm. using and the more conscious someone is, they might, they're going to, so there's a lot of like what we call cookbook, um, cookbook, uh, astrological cookbooks out there where they just talk about you know, Mercury in um, Aquarius means this, you know, but, but it can unfold in a number of different ways. And if the more you're co-creating with the energies for yourself, that you might express it in a different way. So sometimes I do get 
that makes a lot of sense. And sometimes I get, well, I use it this way. So it to yeah. me is so fascinating to see how people are using the energies. I love that. And yeah, such a good explanation. It's, I love how you pointed out in the beginning too, that it made you have an appreciation for mm-hmm. the, the unique blueprint for a long time now, because I think that's, that's a concept that came to me more through conscious parenting and learning uh-huh. about that. And yeah. so that's a neat, I think, dovetail into the conscious parenting, not about yet, but just about the premise of that is that unique blueprint of the individual. So mm-hmm. can there ever be one of the questions? I have so many questions, but one of the questions yeah. is, can there ever be someone with that cut that cord at the exact same time? Or yes. is that? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes, exactly. And I have twin brothers. So ah. they essentially have the same chart. They were mm. born, they were kind of born in, they say a minute apart. Okay. And mm-hmm. so they would have the exact same chart. And it's funny because when they are together, they're like one person, but they live in different areas of the country and separately they're different. You know, their consciousness kind of developed in a different way. And then um, also a couple of other examples Um when I was learning this, they said there was, there was a man who was born at the exact same time as Charles Manson, and he became a criminal profiler. Mm. So mm. kind of the same type of energies, but just expressed, you know, in very different ways. Yes, yes. And depending on the houses we grow up in and the influences we've had along yes, the way. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. Because that plays a huge role in it as well. Okay. You know, okay. Mm-hmm. yeah, I think so. And I'm a very different person now, having really started to interact with my, my birth chart, which I didn't do growing up. And I came from um, four siblings and my parents, they were all very traditional, very kind of a lot of the same. And I was the different one, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I didn't know why, you know, and they didn't know why, but it makes a lot of sense now that I know. Yeah, this. it does. Yeah, it does. Mm -hmm. Um, that makes me think of too, just, well, that makes me think of family lineage, lineage. And sometimes Mm -hmm. when, when we have a sense that there are, you know, healers are and intuitives within families that are just, that's the way they're being expressed more within that family. Do you see that? I hear people ask a lot, like, oh, was your grandmother like that? Or was your, so do you see kind of those qualities coming down through families too? I know that's sort of an aside question, but just one that's on my mind. Yeah, no, I, I, I do. And, and I really have seen that through the family constellation work um, that I'm Mm -hmm. coming into, but there are, it's so fascinating to do family charts because oftentimes you can see there's a, there's a theme here. between the charts. So there's a lot of differences, but perhaps they like the first time I started really looking at all of this was through the lens of a family that they each had strong Pluto and the energy of Pluto is actually my favorite, but it's all about empowerment transformation, but it it can also it's, and it can be about um, where we get into contests of wills and power struggles Mm -hmm. and all of that. And so had this family that was each kind of at times feeling powerless and at times really being called to step into their empowerment. And that was the common theme 
and it came and that was kind of what connected that family so it's oh, wow. it's really interesting mm-hmm. when you see the pattern repeating that's in very interesting ways. yeah i that's great insight i actually had a friend ask me when i said i was interviewing you today she asked about pluto specifically because mm-hmm. she's heard about it with it i don't know seeing it on maybe social media or just hearing it that Pluto has something special going on right now. I don't know. She's like, it's because those are the things I don't understand when they say like, oh, it's rounding the earth, uh, you know, for the first time. And yeah, so yeah. Yeah, there is a lot going on with Pluto in this country specifically because so Pluto has roughly a 248 year cycle to go from in its orbit through all of the different astrological signs to get back to where it came from. Like you may have heard of a Saturn return. That's usually when 28 to 30. Okay. That's when Saturn comes to be at the exact degree and minute it was at the time of your birth. Mm, Okay. So, so Pluto will never go through an individual's chart in one lifetime. Oh, I I see. It takes too long. So it's always impactful if it goes through uh, your sun or your moon, that's very impactful because this is calling you to really play big in the world, step into your empowerment, transform, sometimes go through dark night of the soul energy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the United States is about to go through its Pluto return. Okay. And so if you think about that through the lens of like everything that's going on politically and culturally mm-hmm. at this time. And this is the first time for this country, you know, we're, we're relatively a young country. So we are going through that. And the other thing is it's changing signs. So it's coming out of Capricorn and going into Aquarius. And I I think I've heard about that even start, would that be even starting a year ago or so that I started hearing about Aquarius maybe two, in the last couple of years. Well, you you may have been hearing about the age of Aquarius. I think which so. Is, mm-hmm. Yeah. So that is through, um, there are astrological ages that are roughly 2,500 years. And we're coming out of Pisces and we're going into the age of Aquarius. All right. And so, and it's been an interesting transition. Um, what I have, you know, I used to get all these questions about love. You know, when am I going to find my partner? When am I going to get married? And I've had those questions myself, mm-hmm. you know. So that that's a lot more about Pisces. It's like about merging with somebody, partnering, unconditional love, all of that. And going into Aquarius, now the number one question I get is, what is my life purpose? What mm-hmm. am I meant oh, to wow. be doing? Mm-hmm. And and I find that people, and you might find this in the people you that you interview, they are mixing and matching modalities together in beautiful ways and coming up with something so unique Mm, that it it's to me it's like this wonderful community of healers because we're all kind of doing it a little bit differently and we all have something to add to what everyone else is doing so yeah I thank you for pointing that out because I absolutely do see that I'm close with a lot of the coaches whom I've trained with and you know, there'll be teachers that come into your orbit. It sounds like you, you've been this way for a, a while, but they'll come in and then just adding to it or listening to another teacher, understanding it in a new way has been really special for me 
because I will think I've got it down. And then someone says it a different way. I'm like, oh, it's so beautiful. And I've been thinking of that word alchemy a lot lately because I that's what I see that people are alchemizing what they're learning and then pairing it with their own lived experiences. And I think you would say ancestral information or Mm -hmm. patterning um, and -hmm. making it their own. And that's why- it's such a beautiful time to be an entrepreneur because it, it, I feel like everything's sort of fair game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And mm-hmm. it, and because I think also we're going into hopefully more cooperative energy versus competitive, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. nature is cooperative and we hear all these you know, people talking about coming into, you know, new consciousness, a new earth, like Eckhart Tolle says, you know, and, and I, I really, you know, and I, and I actually see that a lot through the consciousness of the, the kids that are coming yes. to earth at this point. And it's just makes me very optimistic for our future mm-hmm. <laughs> when I interact with them because. Yeah. Yeah, they have such gifts to bring and they are more cooperative in nature for the most part. You know, they, yes, they, yeah. they we kind of want to get out of the rat race we've all been mm-hmm. trained con- to do. I agree. I was having a conversation with oh, this woman, Terry Potter, and she's, she'll be on the podcast soon. And we were talking a lot. It was all about the kids, but mm-hmm. that they have this way also of being in acceptance of one another. And we, we still see things, you know, in schools um, where people might not be feeling comfortable with themselves and there's maybe bullying and things like that for sure. However, all these marginalized populations are coming. It feels like towards a collective and to really be in that energy. If, if we can be in the conversations that allow us to see the energy ourselves and then hold for one another and hold it for our kids. That's powerful. And I think when we um, spoke just last week, when we first met is the idea, I don't know if you called it them crystal children or rainbow children. Can you kind of educate a little bit on that and some of the language that's used around that and just a little bit more about these kids? Yeah, yeah, so I first encountered it through my son who mm-hmm. would it so I I you know tried to I have two children, a daughter and a son, and I tried to control the birth of, of my daughter. That didn't work out, and then my son wouldn't come out, and then I was freaking out running charts and like so I was learning past life regression at the time with an intuitive woman, and I called her up and I said, I just I have to pick his birthday and I can't. Like it's either March 13th or March 17th. I don't know what to do. And she just like tuned out for a minute and she said, you know, he's telling me he doesn't care, but he says he's a crystal child. Mm. And I don't know what that means, but Doreen Virtue wrote a book on it. Why don't you go explore that? And so I was like, crystal, you know, so I did. And that led me to, you know, the indigo, which I think that was the first, to me, it's a, I guess um, it was based on how the auras were viewed. And the indigo children, which I believe started coming in in the, maybe in the 80s, okay. mm-hmm. is what I think they, mm-hmm. you know, 
I have a book called, are you an indigo adult? And I think I am, but <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have the courage, you know, but I haven't, my daughter is like fierce, right. And mm-hmm. you're going to just pay attention to her and you're going to respect her. And she, you know, she's got this fierce energy. <laughs> my son is like all about love and, you know, not that she isn't, but you know, like I yes. saw like mm-hmm. a different type of consciousness come in. It was so interesting. And then she said they have, he has stars above his head and And there are star children, there are rainbow children. Mm -hmm. And I think it's based on just their, the energy and the aura that they represent. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. I think they are just coming in ready to unfold their gifts much earlier. And if we attune to who they are and let them unfold, Mm -hmm. I kind of get out of the, I always looked at them as like, I just going to support them and get out of their way, you know, because they need a lot of boundaries. I shouldn't say, you know, you have to mm-hmm. do the boundaries and, mm-hmm. and consciously parent. It does take a lot of work and time, but having found astrology, I, I felt pretty comforted. I was like, I think I've been doing this, but through, because I learned astrology, you know, I think yes. I would have been very unconscious without that. Um, but then also knowing, reading about I, that book on crystal children, it made a lot of sense. And star kids usually have bigger heads. Well, probably he would, I did have a C-section because he couldn't come out because he has a big head, you know? And I'm like, <laughs> this is like really something, something to it, not to label them or pigeonhole yeah. them, but mm-hmm, just to mm-hmm. understand their energy more. Yes. And yeah. to be open to what we're seeing and experiencing, mm-hmm. because I think how you're talking about astrologically, this, um, Aquarius, the time of Aquarius. I don't, are you calling it age of, of Aquarius or just Aquarius? Just, yeah. Well, okay. It'd be, okay. Yeah. I would call it the age of Aquarius because okay. it is based on the, the astrological mm, sign based on mm-hmm. the, um, the tilt of the earth on its axis yeah. and the procession of the equinoxes okay. and I've all just, of that. Yeah. Okay. I wanted to use the right language. And so a couple things are coming to mind and that is around, um, for the listeners is because there, of course, there's the children coming in and the times yeah. that they're meeting in the age of Aquarius. But mm-hmm. I love this idea that we're putting out there about um, what can adults sort of be on the lookout for if we're moving from Pisces to Aquarius and things are changing. Mm-hmm. It it seems like there might be almost like more openings for that purpose that's coming through or. I don't know what comes to to mind around yeah. that. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Aquarius energy is all about being an individual marching to the beat of your own drummer. Mm-hmm. It desires freedom. It's very forward thinking, innovative. And so they're, I think, trying to show us how, like a vision of how things could mm-hmm. be. And if mm-hmm. we listen to and just like let their gifts unfold yeah because part of it is that we I think of the age of Aquarius this way it's like we all have our own unique instrument to play in the collective orchestra of life Mm -hmm. and so the more that we know each ourselves as 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 guides to these kids uh as more that we under attune to who they are and let them unfold um, because Aquarius is also about the collective. It's about causes. It's about groups. Mm-hmm. So the joke about the the person strong Aquarius is that they're on their way to a Greenpeace meeting, 
<laughs> and they, they see someone dying on the side of the road and they think to themselves, should I save this person or should I save the world? This person, the world. And the Aquarius is like, I got to save the world. <laughs> so they leave the person <laughs> and they go save the world because so if you think about, you know, mm-hmm. it gives me hope for mm-hmm. maybe we can solve some of these larger issues like, you know, climate change. You know, maybe there are innovative methods yeah. and mm-hmm. maybe we can save ourselves. You know, it might not be too late because they're going to be forward thinking. They see something we don't see. Yes. Yeah. I, I Everything you're saying is perfect. I um, am thinking about when you're talking about that collective, because maybe in Pisces more, I'm trying, I'm think of, you know, like in the eighties and nineties, when, when that individualistic, um, I feel like some of that energy that people that gain speed and maybe was represented in our culture in a more, a toxic form of it, mm-hmm. of individuality, that shifting and transforming. So this version feels the individual as part of the collective and it also feels very mm-hmm. trusting. It feels um, like it's the essence of it feels safer. It feels like we're being called to be ourselves and allow mm-hmm. uh, allow ourselves to be held within the collective without yes. coming from a place of fear. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, because Pisces, I think all of the signs have operate on a spectrum. They all have very positive sides to them, but they do have their shadow sides as everything does Mm -hmm. in energy, right? So the shadow side of Pisces is escapism, addictions, checking Mm -hmm. out, you know, thinking codependency. And so, you know, merging all into that one. And it, and it also can be a little bit of, well, it, interesting there's a lot of shifts i think in world religions going on too oh mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and maybe people not depending so much you know having faith and spirituality but not depending so much on the institution so i think you know that's part that's what they say part of the indigo mission is to kind of break down the structures that aren't working in the educational, political, um, judicial, um, Mm -hmm. you know, all the major institutions and systems. They're like, this isn't working anymore. We have to bust it open and bring in new energy to it. So, yeah. And it, and it feels like asking, um, for the things that be that still remain is just Mm -hmm. being curious about how is this working now as we're moving into a new time, it dovetails really nicely into um, a talk that I just did with, she's a local woman, Susan Lucci, and I think her podcast will be before this one. And she is all about the collective and purpose work. And she's mm-hmm. grown, not, not, I think intentionally, but it's grown from this microcosm to like this big macrocosm on a world mm-hmm. stage mm-hmm. in terms of, and meeting with groups and entities who are willing and curious to begin a new conversation. So I like how this is all sort of <laughs> synchronizing across the guests that I'm choosing for this particular period of time. And oh, um, yeah. astrologically, that probably makes sense too. Yeah, I- it does. <laughs> yeah, because it's an important time when you're shifting and you don't want to throw out all the great things about the other age. It's mm-hmm. just you want to keep the, the the great. And that's where with these forward-thinking 
you know, it's good to mix that with the um, conscious adults who can help them to see, you know, just don't throw it all out, but integrate mm-hmm. it and take mm-hmm. what was working and make it better. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I'm thinking about some of your in back to the individual work you do. And mm-hmm. I think when I was kind of looking at your website, I was reading about family star maps. Can you tell yeah. us a little bit more about that? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so essentially the star map is just another name for the astrological birth chart. And so yeah. that's that, uh, the, the birth chart that's constructed, yeah. um, for that moment of birth and time and space. And so it's about kind of diving into your individual birth chart or star map, and then also working with for example, mothers to understand their children, mm-hmm. uh, because it's, to me, it's the closest thing you're going to get to an owner's manual for ah. yourself. <laughs> and it is, a, if there'd be one thing that I would say is I wish when you left the house, when a new mom left the hospital, they received a copy <laughs> of their child's birth chart and the card of the nearest astrologer. Oh my gosh. And say, like, go see, you know, or explore it on your own, but, you know, understand who you're interacting with because mm-hmm. that was <laughs> that would be what, huge that yes. would be so yeah. huge because you know it's overwhelming and and it is overwhelming and then when you have another one you're like well this one's so different you know which mm-hmm. is a part of why Dr. Chapali's work made so much sense right and it, it's just like they all have their own signature and in it's not just how because they're helping you to grow, but you, how can we best support them to grow? And what are the themes in our family and what things aren't working and what things do we need to shift? And so, mm-hmm. um, so that's wow. what I call the, the, it's just, a, a, oh. it's interesting because I think astrology has a lot of misconceptions. So I would, at one point I called it an energy blueprint. Mm-hmm. Um, a star map is another way of just kind of shifting um, I think it's becoming these, the kids that I talked to, they know their charts, you know, through like apps, right? So like they know their apps and oh, yeah, they know how they relate to each other. So I feel like it's making, because astrology is ruled by Aquarius. Okay. So astrology mm-hmm. has a great, you know, hopefully we'll have a resurgence um, I, 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 in this age. That's, um, I think it's really, really hugely, infinitely possible because Even the topics that we're just bringing forth, I know there are a lot of podcasts that have touched upon these things, of course, but to be able to weave together, you know, whether Mm -hmm. it's, I mean, it can start with, you know, what we know as traditional, but it's just, Mm -hmm. I think they all complement each other so beautifully. And um, those kind of the deep needs that are going on and what are they calling for? And I, Mm -hmm. I can see like, it would be, so beneficial whenever I've done readings with, uh, our mutual friend, Valerie Wood, who was on the podcast. I always ask about my children. I think that Mm -hmm. as mothers, as parents, we're really curious about, tell me more about them. Like what makes them, what makes them run? What, what inspires them? What you could see that hugely beneficial in the guidance of our children and our support of them. Mm-hmm. I agree. And I think it's been so interesting and you probably have seen this too, is that when you make a shift in your life in a positive way as a mother, 
then you will see in the outer expression of your children a positive shift in them. And it, it just, it's so, it just gives you such awe of like how things flow down the bloodline. Mm-hmm. Both ways, I think it helps our ancestors and I think it helps our descendants when we work on mm-hmm. just this, mm-hmm. what we have control of in, in mm-hmm. ourselves. Yeah. I yeah. um to that point of healing even those who have gone before us. Mm-hmm. Um I've I've heard before, because a lot of what I learn and then integrate, I think before that embodiment, it's like I take it in, right? Even today's conversation. But yeah. the idea that the work we're doing now can heal the generations before us um, is the healing. I, I had heard when I talked to an intuitive before that sometimes people don't heal everything that they are, that is possible to heal in their current lifetime. Mm-hmm. So when I think that was said, maybe not about my mom, but anyway, that when they go on, even on the other side, they are still healing through us. Is that kind of, are, the, are those two concepts kind of, does that make sense? Related? Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. really how I, I, with a business coach, I helped, she helped me come up with the name of my company, Future Echo, because mm-hmm. the, the echoes I think go back, go backward and they go forward. And so, and in the work of the family constellation, oftentimes we're calling on the ancestors because there are these issues that run through family and lines. We all have them and they're always looking for wholeness and resolution. And when it doesn't get solved in say one lifetime yeah. through the mother, then there, there may be one of her children that come in with an entanglement from the past entangled with this issue because the issue wants to be cleared. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes we have these issues that are really hard to clear because they didn't start with us and they don't really belong to us. But in to honor the family system and to stay connected to it, we are playing the entanglements out in our lives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I, there are so many different modalities that I think can help to provide I always think of it as like pieces of a puzzle yeah. that you're trying to solve because we're all just trying to get more into wholeness. And, yeah. mm-hmm. and I think, you know, from a consciousness standpoint, you know, some people's consciousness get to a certain point and they can't go any further and okay. that's fine. That's yeah. just, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they just maybe need to rest and maybe they'll come back, you know, believe in multiple lives. You know, I don't know if that yeah. answers your question. No, but. it does. I do. It does. And then I'm thinking about, you know, just your mention too of that healing work, but also the family constellations. And because I think family constellations as a concept, I started hearing about it probably through our mutual friends just in the last couple of years. Yeah. And I, I, we had talked about it, but I watched the beautiful show, Another Self on Netflix mm-hmm. about, where they sort of highlighted the process of family constellations. So I was like, oh, and a friend took part in it recently. But um, I feel like do the family constellations work when you can see family patterns over generations, however mm-hmm. they're appearing, instead of being caught up, because so much like on the physical human form, we can be caught up in what seems like the drama of what's going on. And I feel like this kind of work would help people possibly bring more compassion to 
the generations and compassion to what's occurred even in their own lifetime? Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Absolutely. I, I think it does because I think the compassion really flows from the awareness okay. and the more mm-hmm. aware that we are through many different modalities then, and also the compassion comes from things being revealed because mm-hmm. oftentimes what trips us mm-hmm. up is what is unknown. Yeah. And even within ourselves, so the different modalities that help you understand yourself better reveal, and then you can have compassion as you're shifting into and trying to heal that. Yeah. And then the family patterns, you understand that this is, this is a pattern passed down through generations and, you know, Mm -hmm. it, it wasn't like somebody was trying to do something to you. You know, it was like they were struggling with their own issues and they did the best that they could, you know, at the time. And it does. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's, and that's such a beautiful concept right there. And um, I'm thinking, do sometimes people too, I I think this was me at one point when you go to someone like yourself, an astrologer or a healer or a Reiki person, and you might get some information back and you love it you love it. And you're like, Oh my gosh, this, this is so amazing. But maybe there's part of you that says this isn't real, or this isn't like, this is, <laughs> this is fake, or it's not, you know, cause I think we have those I do know. Be- because we, yeah. so what can <laughs> you say about my, that? Well, yeah. I know from my personal experience. Um, mm-hmm. So just a, a brief aside, <laughs> I, you know, I had broken up with somebody and of course I wanted to get married and I wanted to have kids and I was going to my, I'm taking astrology. I was going to go to my teacher. She's going to give me a date time, you know, going to tell me when this is going to just magically happen. Right. And she said, hold on, let's look at your relationship issues. And I, I literally remember going, I don't have any relationship issues. What are oh, you talking yeah. about? You know? Mm-hmm. So she proceeded over the next hour to tell me my my mm-hmm. issues. Mm-hmm. And I thought she was crazy. I thought, wow, I'm from a crazy mm-hmm. woman, this is not me. But by the end of that night, I went home and I was like, this mm-hmm. is so you, it was like that mirror being held up. And I was like, oh. and she, you know, and I just sat, I literally sat for a year with this and I don't okay. even yeah. know how I shifted it, but mm-hmm. I dated one other person for like one time. And then the next person I tracked, it was um, the man I'm still married to. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I had to, sh- I had to make a consciousness shift and I didn't know at the time, I didn't even know I needed to do it. So I yeah. have had that experience of thinking, this isn't accurate. What are you talking about? But if you really are honest and sit with it, sometimes it bubbles up to the surface of like, yes, oh, yes. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's a lot of information in, in a session. Cause I always felt this way with mine. It was like, it's a lot to take in. I always mm-hmm. record it for people because I'm going to, in usually there's, I ask what they, I always ask like, what are your life questions? Like, what are you struggling with? And then, but there's usually, I can tell why they're coming to me because, you know, mm-hmm. maybe Saturn is really, you know, um, impacting their chart or Pluto. I like to work with the slower moving planets Okay. Um, yeah. in this session, because that's where we can dig into the, making the conscious shifts that they want. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I've also started doing some um, new and full moon ceremonies with my Qigong teacher, where we're working more intently with the lunar cycle, because you get an opportunity to work with that once a month. And there mm-hmm. are specific steps that you can take 
And the moon is so beautiful because you can see it and, you know, you can track its phases, you know, and there are different wow. actions to take in a month. So mm-hmm. it's a, a lot about, um, I think these energies are just always calling on us to wake up a little bit more to who we are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm soaking in just everything you shared today. And I feel like the, like when you're talking about the moon ceremony, mm-hmm. that it feels like I, I like the pace of these conversations because they're perfect and they're, they kind of, to me are a little bit slower, even though it's a lot of information, but when I can visualize the moon, the full moon, let's say. Mm -hmm. And just like when I do that, it feels like there's a part of me that's, I think my mind that makes understanding it hard. But if I really more feel into it, then it feels like it's part of me. And is, does astrology have that mirror to people's kind of as we sort of wrap up here today, does it, is there a mirror from our inside to what we, what's guiding us and all of these concepts on the outside. Yeah, I absolutely. And, and the moon is a great example. I mean, the sun too, because of course you see Mm -hmm. the sun and it's the core of who you are, but Mm -hmm. you know, the moon is where we really, it's our feeling nature to begin with. And so sometimes just like being in awe and just going out and looking at that moon, is just like Mm -hmm. unbelievable. Mm -hmm. And now we have apps too, where we can, you know, we can't see, um, sometimes we can see Venus, like with our naked eye or Jupiter or Mars, you know, and then we can track it in the sky and just to go out and and just look at it and be in awe of that and take yes. it in yes and understand mm-hmm. that there you know the energy it's so weird because i don't as i say i don't know how it works i just know that it works but it's yeah all based on that time you give me the right time and people are like you, I can't believe you described me. I'm like, well, then we have an accurate birth time because it, <laughs> right. it's, it's, it works. There were characteristics assigned. I don't know how it works. It, I just know that it works. But if yeah. you give me a different birth time, you're going to think I'm crazy because you know, mm-hmm. that's, that's mm-hmm. different than, so I've had that experience too. And then they're, they'll come back and go, oh, my birth time was off. And I'm like, well, that's a whole different chart, you know? Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. So it's part science and part art form in a sense, you know, mm-hmm. the, the science mm-hmm. is like that, where they were at that moment. Mm-hmm. And then the art form is just interpreting it for people. Mm, so good. So good. I love it all. Yeah. Um, I'm intrigued and I definitely want to explore more for myself. For our listeners, Lisa, where can yeah. they find you? What Do you work one-on-one? Do you do workshops? And where can they find you? Yeah, so uh, I do work one-on-one. And I have a, a home office in Palatine, but I'm in a couple of different locations throughout Chicago land area. Um, and then I'm also do I do Zoom. I do some workshops. I do some, like, we're starting to do the new and full moon ceremonies, which are awesome. Mm-hmm. I partner mm-hmm. with other practitioners sometimes. Uh, because it pairs Beautiful. so well with different things. So, oh, sorry, where can they find me? So, um, Lisa at futureecho.org. Okay. And then futureecho.org is my website. And they can call me at 847 917 5473. Okay, perfect. And I'll put it all in the show notes. But I want to say a big thank you for being here today. It was such an amazing conversation. And I, I know it's going to continue. Yes. Yes. So we have to do your chart. Oh yeah. (laughs) Okay. Thanks so much. Thank you. 
Thanks for listening to this episode of Mystical Sisterhood. If you love what you heard, please visit Apple Podcasts and subscribe and leave a review and share with a friend if you're called to do so. To learn more about my one-on-one coaching programs or join the Mystical Sisterhood membership, visit MaureenSpielman.com or MysticalSisterhood.com. Thanks so much. I'll see you in the next episode.